You're listening to Customer Experience Insights. I'm your host, Scott Nagel. I lead our consultant program here at Genesis as part of our influencer marketing team. This last March, Marian Taboy was on our podcast. He was discussing the gig economy and the changing paradigm of WEM. And then recently, we had him on a live discussion on the Clubhouse app about how WEM is changing. Well, Marian is the GM of Workforce Engagement Management here at Genesis, and I asked him back to talk to us about an update on what's happening with WEM because we see the landscape changing so quickly and Genesis has been seeing amazing results. On this podcast, he discussed how Genesis and really the industry as a whole is rethinking WEM. Here's our conversation. Well, welcome back, Marian. There's been a lot of exciting news around workforce engagement management since we had you last on the podcast. Can you tell us what's new? Sure, and thanks for having me again. Uh, actually, I don't really remember what date it is, so I'm just going to give you a bit of kind of a historical view on where we are, where we're going, and what's happening with WEM, right? So, sure. Uh, I think there are a couple of things that are really important for our industry and for us as well. Our massive improvements and and create some disruption thinking in in what I think the industry is all about. At least sets the the stage for that. Uh, of course, we have our our scheduling updates. We got our quality management updates. We got tempo updates on the mobile app for the agents. They've all been delivered. We're iterating freely now on that with a lot of customer feedback. And I'm very happy to see where this is going and, and including UI feedback we're getting that is being built into the tool. So, uh, so from that perspective, that experience is getting bigger, richer. The tools are getting deeper and, uh, and wider as we speak. The main things that I think we did over the last couple of months is that uh, it's, it's kind of threefold. So first of all, next to the fact that we added a, a fairly big number of additional languages to our speech capability, um, we also added a next generation speech engine to our capabilities, which accuracy wise now is, is playing with the top, right? So that's where you want to be. And that's where we are. And then knowing that we do that at a much cheaper price point uh, makes me excited about that opportunity that we have in the market. Sure. Uh, with that, we also brought out sentiment analysis. So sentiment is, is a given these days, uh, but it also sets kind of the stage for next uh, iterations into emotion detection, which uh, next to sentiment, which is somewhat two-dimensional and somewhat flat, is very three-dimensional and suddenly starts being a live view of what your customer is really all about. right? And not only customer, agent as well. And I'll touch base on that a little bit later. Uh, second thing we did, which I think was a real enterprise requirement. Uh, that being said, I think that everybody is happy to, to get it, a small, medium business, mid-market as well, which is long-term forecasting. Uh, so we created a, a possibility for customers to forecast at a much longer period in time, uh, realizing, by the way, that the longer you go ahead, of course, the less accurate the forecast becomes. But now you have this window where you can see what the, the actual plan would be, what the, uh, the, the forecast volumes would be. We do that in a continuous way, Scott, which I think is something that people underestimate. Right? So continuous for us means that actually we don't really need the button anymore. We continuously forecast for our customers. So at any given time, you can just get the best forecast, the most accurate forecast for you. Uh, and with that, we're also moving into the world where we start combining uh, some of these forecast algorithms together and finding the best approach by looking at all the algorithms, not just comparing one by one by one, but combining sets as well to see what that would mean from an outcome perspective. We call that ensemble forecasting, okay. uh, which is coming out over the next couple of months. 
Um, so that's the big number two. And then the big number three, of course, is when we talked about uh, the podcast and we talked about Beyond CX and we talked about training, is that uh, next to the fact that we integrated Nguvu or the gamification platform into Agent Home, and Agent Home really is the new face of uh, performance management in a work from anywhere kind of world. We uh, not only do gamification there, we see your schedule, you can make changes. It's really where you are as an agent when you're actually not interacting with a customer. And hence, we also build in our coaching and learning capabilities there. Uh, in April, we delivered e-learning. Uh, we kind of piloted that for a while. And in the pilot, we learned that customers were very happy and, and they started kind of uh, using the platform at a much higher pace than we expected. Close to 10% of our customers are actively using the platform to distribute their e-learning to their contact center agents, which for a contact center vendor or a workforce engagement management vendor is a great result, right? So this is out of the LMS world, this is out of the human resources world. So we're stepping into that space and, and we're super excited with that. And that is growing 250% a week, uh, a month, sorry, uh, which is also good to know. Uh, that also gave us the kind of the power to say, okay, what is it that we want to do there? And, and this is where we, uh, we launched uh, the, the press release from a couple of weeks ago, actually two weeks ago, I think now, in which we went with e-learning, which was really product focused, but then started adding agent soft skill training to that as well. And we did it in such a way, and I, I said yesterday, I think it's like watching a Netflix documentary in binge <laughs> mode. Yeah, uh, because that's how good it is. That's how funny it is. And that's how attractive I think it is to the population, the audience, agents, supervisors. They want to learn about empathy. They want to learn about comforting, about irony. These innate human skills, right, that we think we all have, but you can always be better at it. And that's what this soft skill training is focused on. And is that unique in the industry, do you think, this type of e-learning? Yeah, it is unique to the industry. It's, it's unique to focus on not just e-learning, which is, of course, not unique in the industry. I, I think that from a gamification perspective or a next generation performance management view, we are kind of unique already. Okay. Uh, embedding that with learning and coaching capabilities in the same agent home is, is a unique statement already. Uh, but then on top of that, doing soft skill training within that domain and the way that is being brought to, uh, to that audience, I think from a learning experience perspective is indeed unique in the industry. Very good. I noticed we're using the term employee engagement more and more, maybe emphasizing that over workforce engagement. Yeah, we are. Uh, if, if you look at the history of, of workforce engagement management, it started with workforce management, then it became workforce optimization, and now it became workforce engagement management. I see the one kind of word that stayed there was workforce, yeah. and, uh, which is fair. And it's, it's a large population of contact center uh, agents or customer care representatives or whatever you want to call them. But we also realized that all these agents are rather unique in their approach and their skill set and their tenure and their experiences. And hence, when you think about workforce, it's just this big block of people, right? And the, the danger that you run with, with looking at it that way is that you tend to average out everything that's happening. So you tend to average out all your agents. And actually, at the same time, we tend to average out our customers as well. And when you average out both groups and you combine average customers with average agents, you never get optimal customer experience or optimal agent experience, right? And with the rise of, of agent experience or employee experience as, as an investment element in delivering better customer experience, I think it became very normal to start looking at that agent population in a much more individual, personalized way, like we do for customers. And this is where we would like to move away from workforce only and start looking at the employee in itself, right? What is it that we can do for this employee? Because we're getting to a granular point in time where we have so much insight that we can actually really make it personal for both agent and customer, which means that it is time to move from workforce to employee. Very good. 
You know, I read in the press release that Beyond CX helps agents with an empathy gap. Can you tell us what that means? Yeah, the empathy, we, we expect that empathy is a, a born skill or a born capability uh, into, into a human. The number of customers that are asking for empathy, uh, percentage-wise, actually much higher than the agents that feel secure and, and comfortable with delivering empathy. Mm-hmm. So that gap we want to fill. And that's also why Beyond CX, the, the training and the training modules came out uh, to allow those agents to feel more secure in, in, in their being human but also leveraging that capability uh, into, into conversations with other humans, right, with other customers. And that way, fill the gap, close the gap by getting better at it. I think they can, and that's why the training is really important. Very good. You know, you spoke about gamification and the growth, really, mm-hmm. of our WEM solutions. Can you tell us about that growth and, and why is this occurring right now? Well, the, the growth in itself is uh, it's, it's ongoing. We're very happy with it. We've been growing triple digit over the last quarter of a quarter of a quarter. So uh, we're super happy with that. Yeah. Um, the adoption is much more important for me, even right. So it's nice that you grow from a, a, a revenue perspective, but it's it's much more important to see what is happening with your adoption domain. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everybody that that comes from a, a premise waterfall like world where you buy software and then you put it on the shelf. In the cloud, you can't do that anymore. So every day you have to earn the right to service your customers and adoption numbers hence are super, super important for us. I'll give you an example. I think that uh, looking at the last 12 months, uh, it's maybe last 18 months actually, we grew our adoption ratio for WEM from about 64% to uh, 81% for the big three capabilities. And that's quality management, that's recording and workforce management. And those are active users out of our cloud organizations, right? So 81% of our cloud customers, Genesis cloud customers are actively using WEM, which is really good. what is really good as well is that workforce management is at 84%. Because workforce management, as I just talked about history, is really this anchor of workforce engagement management or workforce optimization. So you want that to be used. And, and 84% across the segments, right? Not just small, medium business, but across the segments from SMB to mid-market to enterprise. We were leveraging it at 84%, which is a great, great number to have. And when I looked at, at the 65%, I would have been happy to hit 70 and then you sure. set a stretch goal of 75. And uh, when you then start hitting 80 and, and going into the lower 80s, it's just a great, great number. So we're very happy with that. Uh, a big part of that is the, the width that we built, the fundament in a, a next generation WEM uh, innovation, uh, allowing our customers to do their work without having obstacles to, to, to come over. And one of the things I always explain is that it's not us that empower your agents, right? You as an enterprise need to empower your agents. It's us for us to make sure that we take all the obstacles away that makes it difficult for you to empower your agent. So that's what we're doing. And I think we're doing that really, really well. And that helps us with this adoption ratio. So super happy with that. Gamification is the same story. In January, we promised that we would deliver an integrated gamification platform into our agent home. A year after we acquired Nguvu, which we did. I was very proud of that team because coming into an organization and, and getting stuff done like they did is tremendous. I think it's a shining example of what a great acquisition can be. Uh, and then when we started going into markets and, and with adoption scenarios, having our CSM population, our partner population, our consultant population active in this as well, we saw this number of active users rising to over 430 customers now that are actively using gamification. And I think a lot of them see the opportunity that in a world 
where their agents are not together anymore and their team leaders or their supervisors are not with their agents anymore. They need other tools that allow them to create engagement, that allow them to create connection and and gamification on whatever you want to gamify with is, I think, a really important important way to look at performance metrics. And uh, and that's why it's being actively used. And and we're getting a lot of feedback what customers are now looking for because they're excited and where gamification existed 10 years ago and didn't really mature at all. Mm -hmm. Now suddenly we see this next wave coming out, right? And uh, it's going to be super interesting because the... The feedback we're getting is to leverage this this agent home domain really as the console where agents live and and work and breathe and uh, where they also communicate, interact and uh, get coaching and elements like that. And gamification is a big, 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 big element of that. Absolutely. You know, I asked you earlier what's unique about Beyond CX and our training, but I want to ask you as you're talking about what we're doing in the areas of WEM, what's unique about Genesis? How are we different than our competitors? Oh, that's a lovely question. I hope you have about an hour or so to, to go through that. But so first of all, we I think we were lucky enough to have the opportunity in, in 17, 18 to really relook at, at, at the world of workforce engagement management. And when you look at, at where we were, because of course we were building workforce optimization tools for quite some time, right? Since 1999, uh, competing with NICE, competing with uh, a lot of point solutions actually at the time, IEX, Blue Pumpkin, uh, Calabrio, Teleopti, name them all kind of started to consolidate a little bit. Some left, but this market consolidated quite quite heavily. Uh, we did the same thing and, and we all built the same thing. The, the replication of features and functionalities was, was incredible. That also meant that a, a planner could go from one company to the next and not even really notice the fact that they were working with a different tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we looked at that, we felt that uh, that's cool. We can do that. We can keep on replicating the stuff that we built yesterday. But is that really solving the problems that we think will happen over the next decade? Yes or not? And very quickly, we came to the realization that it didn't, right? So for instance, in, in scheduling, we've always been building preference management and overtime management and, and uh, accrual rules and elements like that, often because other tools didn't do it or didn't want to do it or did it as well, but we wanted to do it anyway because planners felt they needed it. But most often because it's workarounds for, for stuff that we is not really solving the problem, that we were not really solving the problem with. And we learned that by talking to agents, right? So we invited agents, we sat down and said, listen, you can bid on every shift you want. You can ask for overtime. You can ask for time off and elements like that. How satisfying is this entire environment for you? And the, the kind of the unanimous feedback we got, it's not at all, right? Yes, we understand that they've built a lot of features and functionalities. Nobody's ever asked us what it really should be like and what we're looking for as an agent. But now that you ask us, this is what we would like. And they just listed a number of elements through a, a, a service design workshop that we felt this is the new way of doing it. And we started doing some research and we found out that if you create a schedule with a forecast or create a schedule without a forecast, for 90% of the customers that we're working with, actually the result is not all that different. So if that is the case, then why not try to satisfy the needs that that primary resource you have, which in the pandemic suddenly became an asset instead of a cost. Now everybody wants to retain their assets. So how do you retain your assets? By providing a, a workplace that they really like. Uh, by connecting them, by giving them career uh, possibilities, but also by taking care of stuff that dissatisfies them. So that's why we started looking at doing Schedule First series. And Schedule First series is really built around the agent as a central point in everything that we do from a scheduling perspective, which is really unique. So that's an important one. And and out of that came this entire world where we said, you know what, we should stop building workforce management and quality management and recording. And Mm -hmm. these are all products that uh, actually are not representing the way that people work in the contact center. So we have the luck to build, be in this 
completely native platform where we can build any capability that we want and leverage other capabilities as far as we want to go. So by doing that, we suddenly started building experiences instead of product stacks. And these experiences, when they uh, are looked at by planners, for instance, they suddenly recognize, hey, this is the job I have. And this is the job I'm doing on a daily basis. So thank you very much, because finally somebody seems to understand what I'm doing and what I'm going through. And the same applies to agents, the same applies to managers and team leaders, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the way that we build our software is, is rather unique, and uh, we like to keep that edge because we think it's really important, especially because we do it at high velocity, right? So we are delivering close to 100 features, and these are not little tiny features. These are significant features right. throughout the year, which is a, a stunning number, and this velocity train is just accelerating and accelerating. So uh, super proud of my team in that. I can see why. Listen, Ryan, I know you've mentioned some things that are coming down the pike, but what can you tell us about the future when it comes to our WEM solutions? Well, that's the one thing that I just kind of tapped into that I'm very excited about is that we're going to deliver the first iterations of, of schedule first, as we call it, uh, which is this agent centricity, right? So building around the agent. Uh, but that's really that's the, the first iterations is focusing on time off uh, end of this year. Uh, we're looking into integrations into applications like human resource applications to support that as well. And we've built it out over the next 12 to 18 months, right? So it's a long-term uh, exercise because we want to make sure that we get enough feedback in the meantime as well, because we want to make sure that we steer this in the right direction. And, uh, but I'm excited about that because that, that will completely set us apart from our competition. They are still doing the way that we did it 20 years ago, which in all fairness, Scott, is just not valid today, right? So, and it's funny to see RFPs. And, and if I, as one call I may make to the consultants when they help with writing RFPs, and I, I know they do that sometimes, do this in a greenfield environment. Don't mm -hmm. replicate what they already have. Don't replicate what they used to ask for because everybody's asking for the same thing. And then when they get it, they either don't use it, they use it wrong, or it doesn't solve the problem. And that's where we would like to get over or beyond, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> that's, that's where I think that the, the solutions are. And this is where you retain your primary agents. I'm not advocating hiring more, but just focus on keeping the ones that you have and making sure that they are super, super effective. Because this is where then the world opens up and suddenly out of this same platform, not only WEM comes to the fore, but I can start looking at predictive routing combined with WEM, right? So uh, I can use the AI routing capability and, and leverage learning and coaching to the ones that didn't get the call because there's a reason they didn't get the call. And suddenly from workforce, I'm talking about employees because this is how personal, how individual we can make this entire, entire environment. And if it's your primary agents that are happy and are retained, I don't have to start again all the time, right? So that makes tenure interesting and I think outcomes fantastic. Well, thank you. So finally, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? No, actually, I put it in there just a second ago, right? When, when, when I think about the listeners of this podcast, yeah, uh, just be, be greenfield, be disruptive. I think this is the time where the, the status quo that we've lived in for quite, a quite some time and uh, and not only in WEM, by the way, but in general customer experience uh, is, is something that we can break through. And uh, the one good example I had, I had a meeting with a, a strategic partner of ours. And I explained to them that if you do digital transformation without considering employee experience, you're going to fail. And I think that the beginning of the pandemic proved that. Uh, yes. It's where a lot of customers thought that they were ready because they had all these wonderful digital self-service capabilities open. And it was a disaster. Because that's not where customers just sit based on certain intents. There are intents that want to drive them and they want to go to an agent with. 
This is where WEM and AI-based routing, these are the capabilities that we bring to the table, come to the fore. But this is where we can disrupt this, where we can break through and I think create new models for customer experience that uh, we haven't seen so far. And forget about KPIs that we've been looking at for the last 30 years and just frustrating. So there's a new world and, and uh, we're more than happy to take the hand and help any consultant in, in that discussion. So just let us know. Fantastic. We always enjoy having you on the program. Appreciate your insights and your time. So thanks for being with us. Thank you, Scott. All right. Well, I think you could tell from our conversation, it could have gone a lot longer. Ryan is a wealth of knowledge, and I really appreciate him taking the time to keep us up to date on all things WEM. If you have any questions about WEM or anything related to Genesis, don't hesitate to contact us. You can reach us via email at consultantrelations at genesis.com or reach out to your Genesis channel manager or account executive. Thanks again for joining us. You can always follow us on your favorite podcast provider.